Thank you so much. I was shocked and saddened this week, actually on Tuesday, when I got up and uh, read the news about Marquise Hill, the great uh, defensive player for the New England Patriots, who lost his life Monday in a boating accident. I was even more saddened to discover that it could all been avoided if Marquise had worn his life jacket. 6'6", 300 pounds, a national championship ring from LSU on one hand and a Super Bowl ring on another hand did him no good on Lake Pontchartrain when he succumbed to the natural laws of life. And that is that you, you cannot swim in waters that are too rough. I don't care who you are, you need a life jacket. So this morning we're going to talk about, we're going to begin this series called The Four Laws of Water Skiing. And someone says, what has it got to do with anything? Well, you know that oftentimes in the scripture, mundane, ordinary things are used to describe big ideas. For example, the, Jesus uh, healed a bunch of people. His ministry was growing. People were coming to hear him speak. And they, they're backed up against... Uh, a body of water and he sends the disciples out on the water. The storm comes up. He comes walking on the water. You know that story. And he says, you know, Peter says, you know, if it's you, Lord, bid me come to you. So he uses that to walking on water, a simple mundane, although exciting thing to illustrate a bigger idea. And here's the law of the jacket. Everyone wears a life jacket, no exceptions. No exceptions. Now, how does this, what does this mean spiritually? Well, all of us need a savior. We need something to hold us up. We all need security. What we seek is safety. And there is no such thing. You, there isn't, you know, you, life will find you wherever you are. Anyone else? I mean, here's a young kid and if you read yesterday in the Boston Globe about his, his funeral, by all, all measurements was a great guy, well-loved, well-liked. And he would have been here today. He would have been in church today. He was a Christian if he just worn that life jacket. It sounds so simple, but how many times do we clumsily and even arrogantly walk through life and think, you know what? I don't need God. I don't need the security that comes from Jesus. I'll get a life jacket when I need one, right? Now listen to what the scriptures say, Isaiah 2, 12. The Lord Almighty has a day in store for all the proud and lofty, for all that is exalted, and they will be humble. The scriptures teach us there will come a day when all of us will bow the knee and confess that Jesus is Lord. If that day is going to come, why not make it sooner than later? If there's one thing God does not abide, and that is arrogance and pride. A kind of an aloofness that says, you know what, I, I'm my own captain, I'm my own boss, and I'm a great swimmer, and I'm, I'm, I'm accomplished and skilled, and I have stamina, and I don't need God. And the truth of the matter is, every single breath that you draw and I draw is at the benevolence and the beneficence of God. 
We're living in his world. To say that I don't need him would be like a fish saying, I don't need water. But oftentimes we are as ambivalent about God as a fish is its own environment. You see, life was intended to be a good thing. Did you know that? Life is supposed to be good. But how many of you also know that it can turn bad really quickly? Just like the weather. See, here's the analogy that I want to draw in these next four weeks. Life is like water skiing because, one, water represents the both and nature of life. Water is a good thing. You need to drink it, but you can also drown in it. Not enough of it, the crops go bad. Too much of it, the crops go bad. You need it in the right and appropriate balance. Use the story that the scriptures tell us about Peter. Peter goes walking on the water and it says, jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. Well, who wouldn't? Here's Peter. You know, you got to love Peter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Peter may have never been right, but he was never dull. He had hoof and mouth disease. He could stick both feet in his mouth and continue to speak. Anybody know anyone like that at all? I know some people like that. And yet he gets out of the water. I love it. It's up here in your outline. It says, then Peter said, sir, if it's really you, let me come over to you walking on the water. All right, all right the Lord said, come on. So Peter, I love this next phrase, went over the side. He went over the side. And you got to at least say, here's a guy who understands life's supposed to be an adventure. The other 11 disciples are still in the boat. You see, boats are safe in harbor, but that's not what they were made for. You were made to live this life, this journey through life as an adventure. Where you would discover that while life can be very difficult, and that it can change on a dime. There is a source of security, like a person who wears a, 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 a good fitting life jacket. Jesus Christ is like our security. He's wrapped around. We are wrapped in him. If you read my blog last week, I told a story about a friend of mine who has a business and he wrapped his, his SUV. You know what I'm talking about? little advertisement thing they put on there. And he says, it's amazing how after I wrapped that, I started driving differently. I let people in front of me. I, I didn't get angry. So because I realized that now on the outside, I was representing my business. You know, and I, I put this little, little sticker on the front of my motorcycle. I took, I drove up to uh, my home uh, on Memorial Day and I noticed that I was, I parked it differently. I parked it legally, number one, and uh, I parked it so people could see, you know, before I was water skiing. I went to the Bowling Green uh, Harley store and parked it right by the door and pointed it out so people could see it. And I noticed that when I was going down the interstate, instead of being obnoxious like other people are wont to be, and I was someone behind me, I was just giving them time to read it from the rearview mirror. You see, when you, when you get wrapped in something. So in, in this water skiing, one, water represents the both end. The boat represents power and direction. You know, anybody ever been water skiing? You, you, you ever been? You, you want to go, but you're too chicken? Yeah. 
I mean, there's something about some people go to the lake, some people go to the edge, and some people get in, right? And so when you're sitting there, you're going to water ski. I remember when I, I was taught as a kid, and I had this big life jacket. It felt so good because I'm thinking, I can, just, I can just bob up and down here all day long. Until when you're a kid, you start thinking about snakes and, and alligators and eels and all the nasty things, tur- snapping turtles. Hello? Uh, and uh, here's the boat. Here's the boat. Here you are. You're, you, you, got the, you got the jacket on, but you're bobbing up and down. And there's the boat. This is the power over there. And you want to get to the power because if you don't have the power, you're at the mercy of the waves. And what are you going to do all day? Just bob up and down. You're just going to be wrinkled skin and you no know, fun. And why did I do this? And, you know, the boat represents God. God is the power. He's the direction. The rope then is our lifeline. Let's let the rope represent faith. Here I am. I've got my jacket on and I've got a hold of my lifeline. I'm now connected to the source of power. I'm connected to my God. What a beautiful analogy of how the, the, the life of God is lived. Is that I've, I've got my security first before I ever get into the water. Because if I'm only just thinking about surviving, I'm never thinking about thriving. If all I'm thinking about is how am I going to make it through another day, I'm not dreaming or daring or doing or growing or contributing anything. I'm not aspiring to anything because I'm just worried about being saved from day to day to day. So I've got my jacket on. I'm connected to the source of power and direction. And then here in skiing, skiing then is the objective, isn't it? Nobody gets out in the water, puts on the jacket, gets the boat. Gets the rope, holds onto the rope. I mean, think about it. You are laying there. Has anybody ever tried to learn how to ski? You're laying there in an unnatural position. You got the jacket on, your butt, and you're, you're, you're down. And now you're trying to get your butt up, up like this, and put two big planks on your leg, on your feet. And you have to adjust them in the water because, oh no, we couldn't adjust them before we get in the water. That'd be too easy. So you try to put them on, you got these two planks, you know, laying back. And you got people in the boat screaming directions. Huh? That represents all the preachers and all the teachers and your mom and your dad. Put your butt down, put your butt up, put, put your feet together. Look, and, and you got all these conflicting. You ever had that happen? Everybody telling you what to do. And you're in an unnatural position because now you got the jacket on, you're not going to drown, but Lord knows you're not going to ski. You're just going to be a big boat anchor skipping across the top of the water. But, you, but, but skiing looks like it's fun, doesn't it? Have you ever seen people ski? It looks like fun. My wife, I hate her guts because she can ski. I look like a buffalo going down a Have you ever met people who can, who can just ski? Paula, this is the honest truth. Paula can get in the water, ski for 30 minutes. You know how hard that is if you've ever tried. Then get out and then just, and then let go and just, and she sinks. And her little head's up here, his big old teeth. And never get her hair wet. Don't you just hate people like that? And so here you are, you're, 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 you know, you're trying to get it all done exactly right. You're leaning back. You're putting the planks on. You're trying to get them up, trying to get, trying to get your feet up in front of you. You're trying to hold on to the rope. You're trying to get your feet. Have you ever tried to ski with your, your, your knees out? That won't work. And you got to put them in, and then you got to put them over here. Oh, gosh, it's terrible. 
Can you imagine trying to do all that without a life jacket? Uh, there are people who try it. And oftentimes in life, people try to live life with God, without God, without a strong faith, without knowing Jesus as a reality. See, here are the myths that apply to water skiing in life that sink our lives. One, some people say, I don't need a jacket. I know these waters. It's kind of like, have you ever been in a, in a place, have you ever seen people on TV where there's a hurricane or a tornado coming? And, you know, they say, I'm not leaving. You know, it's just a, it's just a little wind. You ever seen that? <laughs> and my thing is, having lived through some tornadoes, it's not that the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing that'll kill you. And so some people think, well, I don't need a jacket. Have you ever been around these young guys who go out and, you know, Memorial Day this summer and they've got a boat and they're macho? I mean, young guys got their shirt off and, you know, they're white as sugar. <laughs> Prancing around, everybody, you know, I don't need no life jacket. I don't need no stinking life jacket. I'm, I'm bad. I'm tough. I'm macho. And only young guys can do that. Old guys, don't be, don't be out there with your shirt off. Who's an old guy? Anyone past 29? <laughs> Even up to then, it's a little frightening. I don't need, I know these words. Have you ever been around people who just do, who just, who, who assume too much? I know these waters. You know, I, no, you don't know. You don't know what life, you don't know what, what log is out there, why the water level has changed. You don't know what the future is. The other people say, well, I don't need a jacket because I can swim. I can swim. I'm a good swimmer. I'm sure that Marquise Hill was a good swimmer. But there are forces in life that are stronger than you. Amen? Bigger than you, badder than you. It's like the story I, I heard of Muhammad Ali flying on a, a plane, and he'd become quite the object of attention, as, as you can imagine. And the, the uh, attendant was trying to be patient, but finally she had to go up and say, you know, Mr. Ali, you need to, you, need to, you know, put on your seatbelt. He nodded. She went on and he continued the conversation and she patiently went back later and says, really, seriously, you know, anything could happen. Uh, you need to put on your seatbelt. To which Ali says, you know, Superman don't need no seatbelt. To which she wisely replied, Superman don't need no plane. <laughs> Amen? And there ain't no Superman or superwomen among us. I don't care how bad you feel or how tough you think you are. Life can whittle you down to size. And it will eventually. So you need the security that comes through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Do I understand all there is to know about that relationship? No, but I know enough to know that it works and that it holds and that it sustains. Some people say, well, you know, in the unlikely event that I need a jacket, any jacket will do. It's like people who, who say, you know, you know I, Jesus is okay, but you know what? Jesus is just one way to God. And, you know, I, the, as long as you're sincere, as long as you mean well, God takes that into account. 
Jesus gave this analogy of those who assume too much. He said, the farmer of a certain rich man produced a terrific crop. He talked to himself. Now, right there is the first problem, isn't it? You start talking to yourself, people are going to haul you off. What can I do? My barn isn't big enough. Well, he's an American, right, from the south. He builds a bigger barn. He says, then I'll gather all the grain in my goods, and I'll say, you've done well. You got it made. You can now retire. Take it easy and have the time of your life. Isn't that, isn't that living life backwards? I mean, first of all, who, who among us here has any guarantee we're going to live another day or we're going to live to be old or we're going to live to retire? Isn't it kind of backwards to live life? You say, in America, what we do is we go to school, go to college to get a job. And you ask someone right out of college, what are you going to do? I got to get a job. Well, I got to pay the bills. Job joyless obligation box. And so we get a job and we work, you know, and here's what happens. As I get a job, I'm just going to get it for a while. And then, you know, as I go, I'm going to, you know, then, you know, I'm going to pay off my debts and work hard. And here's what happens about, you do that 5, 10, 15 years, you do it 20, 25, 30 years. And you look back and you say, what happened? What happened to my life? It just went on my, and it may be a good life, but is it the life you were created to live? Is it the daring life, the adventurous life that you were created to live? You are put on this earth to do something beyond just pay the bills. You're put on, life, on, on this earth to ski, to dream, to dare, to do, to get involved, to write books, write poetry, write songs, do something out of the ordinary, right? Come on! And if you do, you will be criticized. You'll be vilified. You'll have your motives questioned. And if you, that happens to you, it will hurt. And you will need a jacket. And you'll need someone to sustain you. And it's nice to have friends. And it's nice to have family. But there are some places none of them can go. Jesus said to this guy, you're a fool. Not a fool because you... You've, you've achieved or that you had things. It's nothing wrong with having things. It's when things have you. Sometimes, and I talked about this several months ago, sometimes money is the answer. Many times it's not. You need a jacket because, let me just draw this conclusion. You need a jacket because, first of all, life, life like water it's dangerous without warning. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, I've told you these things. Basically, what he says, that bad times are going to come. Things are going to happen. It's going to be tough. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. So I'm going to tell you that in advance so that you may have peace. Isn't that weird? Come on. That's weird. I mean, it's like if God were to say, I'll you, some, some of us say, oh, God, if you just show me your will. You don't want to know God's will in advance. Come on, do you? I guess, okay, next week you're going to break your arm. It'll be at the end of the week. So you'll have, you, 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 you can go to, to the emergency room on Friday night when the rest of the freaks and people show up. But, you know, you have all week. You're not going to, everything's going to be great. 
What will you do? Every minute from now to then. You'll think about breaking that arm. You don't want to know. I don't want to know, G. Don't tell me. He says, I want to tell you this in advance so you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have on the jacket. He's the jacket. He's the one who's overcome the world. And here's the thing I want us to, 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 to own up to during this series is that, let's, let, me, let me say it this way. Let's do the Dale Carnegie thing. You know the Dale Carnegie thing? You decide what's the worst thing that can happen except that, then everything else is okay. Right? Okay. What's the, come on now, let's be, what's the worst thing that could happen to you today? Well, die. Okay. I mean, you're having a pretty bad day when you die. Wake up dead. You're not going to have a good day. If you're a guy, for number one, you're for sure enough wearing a suit. That's a bad day right there. Right? So, so are you out there? Can, are you with me? I'm just, you feel, okay, I feel like, okay, yeah. So if you accept that fact, it is a reality. And is the, it, it, did Jesus say, you, you're going, I've come to prepare a place for you and I've, all these things. He, he's told us we're going to die. But here's what happens. And I'm sympathetic because I've done the same thing. When something bad happens, what's our first question? Oh, my God, why did this happen? What? <laughs> you woke up today. It was your turn. Any answer is not much of a comfort at that point. God needed you in heaven. I've been around, I've been around when little babies die. Well, God needed their happy faith. No, whatever. Is he that bankrupt? No. People die. We just don't want to die today. And my father died. My mother, we were leaving. We'd been there for about a week and we were leaving. And uh, finally, and she, she had this really sad look and she's standing in the driveway by herself. And I got a car and I drove and I'm just thinking, you know, she's just so pitiful. And I can imagine what that'd be like. And don't want to imagine what that would be like. And So I went up and I hugged her and I gave her some wisdom because I am a man of God. If nothing else, I am a man of God. Deep and abiding wisdom. And people hate you for it too if you're really too deep spiritual. So I hugged her and I said, Mama, you knew he was going to die when you married him. That's all I could think to say. And here's, here's, you know, I'm just going to tell you, I've reflected on that. I don't think that was much comfort. (laughs) Have you ever said something and then you just kind of stand outside yourself? And say, you got to be the stupidest person ever born. That college education is really working for you, isn't it? Gee whiz. So here's the deal. Life, it, it, you know, and, and I mean, I know it's morbid. I don't want to think about it either, but, but you're going to die. I'm going to die. I'm not going to die for another 20 or 30 years. In my mind, maybe for you, 40, 50, 60, and maybe you will. And I hope you do. I do. I honestly do. I hope none of this happens. But until you are secure in the reality that it, 
will happen one day. How can you truly just get out there and, ha- and, and love being alive? You know what I'm saying? Second, your skill and stamina will fail you eventually. Marquise, the fact that Marquise Hill had a championship ring and a Super Bowl ring didn't help him. No, no one is that strong. No one can do it on their own forever. There's a song that's really haunting. Matter of fact, if you go to davidfoster.tv when you get home, and it's right on the front, and you just click the little arrow. And, it's, and someone has taken uh, the Coldplay song, Fix You. May heard that? Oh, man, what a haunting song. And they've, they've, they've created a little video around it. And it's just mesmerizing. And I've watched it, you know, five, six, seven, eight times. And every time I watch it, I'm reminded of how thankful I am to have a Savior who loved me enough to not just forgive me of my sin, but to set me free from the fear of death and hell and the grave and judgment and to say, you know what? Today is a good day. This is the day the Lord has, has made. We will rejoice and we're going to put on our skis and put on our jacket and put on our hideous looking swimsuits. And you know, they're all hideous looking ladies. Just let me tell you, it's not just you. And we're going to get out there and we're going to get in that, put our butt up in the water and get in an unnatural state. And we're going to, you know, and, and we're going to, and we're going to get it right. And I'm going to tell you something. The first day I tried, I didn't get it. The second day I tried, I didn't get it. My arms were like noodles. Took a day off. On the fourth day, I got up. And, and, and here's how you know a novice water skier. Number one, they have their butt way out here. It's like that. Like that? Like that? Anybody? 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 And here's the second way you know is if they always stay in the wake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're looking at them and you're laughing, but they're like, Woo! I'm water skiing, man. I mean, I'm wild world of sports. Here I come. I'm going to do this for a living. I'm quitting my job and went on the road. And all of a sudden, they decide the fatal decision. Oh, yeah. I'm getting out of this wake. I'm bored to tears. And then what do they do? They go up on the wake. And they go all right back down. And they go up on the wake. And they go back down. And finally they get out of the wake. And the boat decides to turn. And the law of physics engages. And now they're a bullet in the butt position. And they look down, all they see is tree limb and bark and snakes and dead dogs and refrigerators and hubcaps. This far, and they're going, oh my God! Okay? And then they fall. And here's what happened. Here's what happened. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. It's like when your kids are little, you throw them up in the air. Don't ever do that. Unless you want to do that. 75 times. Do it again, daddy. Do it again. 
Well, that's how we were created, for the thrill of the journey. And we all know that when we get up, we're going to fall. We're going to get up and maybe ski a little further and fall. We're going to get up and get out of the way and fall. And then we're going to get up and straighten up. And all of a sudden, we're going to look like an expert skier, but we always know there was a day when we couldn't ski. We couldn't get out of the water. We know there are logs. We know there are shallow spots. We know that easily we can overturn, that our lives are always dependent on the jacket and we need we're going to need saving over and over because we're going to be falling over and over amen i love what mike tyson said when he was trying to get back his license to fight nevada you know what his appeal was he says i'm not mother Teresa, but i'm not charles manson either well that's my testimony i'm not mother Teresa. But thank God I'm not Charles Manson. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between, you know. Amen. We all need saving. We all need a jacket. I don't care how long you've been a follower of Jesus. And here's the last and really, I think, important point for those of us who follow, who've been water skiing with God all this time is you're not going to really lean out into life without some sense of security. You're not. You know the odd thing about life is that you're going to be really, really, really bad at something before you're really, really good at something. Isn't that true? You know the other truth about life is we are so arrogant and prideful that we won't risk looking foolish in order to be really, really bad so that one day we might be really, really good. And can I just say this to you? Looking foolish and being humiliated in public isn't all that bad. It isn't. (laughs) How would I know? Well, let me give you one word, Google. had a guy who Googled me this week and a friend of mine up in Ohio. And he says, I was Googling on the internet and found your name. And uh, he said, it's funny. The day that the gathering, the day at the Sunday after the gathering met the first time in Nashville, the gathering met for the, the first time in Dayton, Ohio. He says, so did you steal the gathering from me or did I steal it from you? And I said, from my way of thinking, you stole it from me. (laughs) And he says, you know what? Same thing happened to me. And I said, it's not really that bad if you've got a jacket. It didn't. It didn't. You can survive anything if you have this sense of security. I don't have to tell you how good it feels. When I was going through those dark days, one of, uh, one of the guys on, advisor, on our board of advisors, Bob Langford, said something. I don't think he re- certainly remembers it, but I do. He looked at me. He said, come join us. Come across the battlefield and join those who walk with a limp. And you know what I found? is as long as you've got a jacket, you'll get over whatever it is you're going through. You will. you get over that divorce. You will. You'll get over the loss of that job. You'll get over the disappointment. And, when you, and, and, and because you have the jacket, because you have the security of Jesus, 
Not only will you get over it, but you'll look back on it and say, thank God for it. Now, it, it, it'll be a while. <laughs> it may be a little while, but you'll get there. Because you see, my security is not in my ability to swim. My security is not in my ability to stay somewhere on a couch safe out of harm's way. My security is on the five promises of God. The promise of his power. When Jesus died and was resurrected, he gave me the power to overcome death. The power of his presence. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he told his disciples, if I go away, I'll send another one to you, a comforter. It's called the Holy Spirit. And the presence of God is in all of us. And when we leave here, the gathering will be spread all over the the city and all over the mid-state. And we'll be going everywhere and we'll be connected because we have the presence of Christ. The promise of his providence. For we know that in all things, God is at work. For our good and the promise of his place. John 14. I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to return. The law of the jacket. Here it is. Everyone needs. Everyone wears a jacket. No exception. Say it with me. Everyone wears a jacket. No exceptions. Let's pray. Father, I ask you this morning to reach out and get us out of our comfort zone. Get us out there on the lake. Get us out there in the adventure. Get us out there living life to its fullest, savoring and enjoying. Get us out there with the security of knowing that whatever life holds, up, down, good, bad, whether the waters get rough, whether we succeed or fail, that we're going to be safe and we're going to be secure in your arms and your love. Because we have your power, your presence. We have your providence. We have your provision. And we have the promise of your place. Father, I pray for someone here today who needs to say yes to you. If you're here today and you're ready, just say, Jesus, be my life jacket. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, all of me I understand. I give to you. All of my sin, all of my brokenness, I trust you. Be my God and be my Savior. Wrap me in your love. Wrap me in your power and your protection. I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning. As a pastor of this church, I pray for a covering of your grace. That you'll take away fear. That you'll take away self-doubt. That you'll infuse us with a confidence and a boldness that comes not from our strength, but from the power of the Savior, the power of the jacket. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Go get them.